Hi, I'm Jessica Lindbergh, and this is the HeartStrong Podcast, where we dive into all the messiness life has to offer, the good, the bad, and the beautiful. I've spent the last decade building a powerfully resilient life through personal traumas, and I'm here to share stories of hope and purpose. Join us for a conversation about what truly makes us HeartStrong. On today's podcast, I'm joined by intuitive business coach, Jen Conger. And today we're talking about boundaries and how to keep the good stuff you established during the pandemic. Jen is here to share some strategies on how your intuition can aid in setting up healthy boundaries in both your personal and professional life. We're going to discuss some paradigm shifts that really help Jen transition her business so that it's more aligned with her personal priorities. And I can't wait for you to hear about that. Jen also shares how trusting yourself and going with your gut is more valuable than you think. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So before we get started, will you just share a little bit about yourself for our listeners? Absolutely. So I am an intuitive business coach. I help female entrepreneurs tap into their own inner knowing and harness the power of their intuition to create a business that is fully aligned with who they truly are and is allowing them to do their purposeful work in the world. And I started doing this. I have a long corporate career in digital marketing and decided to start a business about five years ago when the stress of that became very overwhelming. Trusted my intuition finally to say, I'm going to create something on my own. And so it's been quite a beautiful journey over the last five years serving in this way. That's awesome. And you do. it's beautiful to watch what you do. Um, And I have had the opportunity to work with Jen myself in a professional way. And it's been such an amazing um, journey with her. And so that's why I wanted to bring her on. And and I'm really excited to share just the way that Jen approaches her business and her life. But before we get started with that, I, I want you to define intuition for people, just for our listeners. Like, If someone's new to that concept or not quite sure what that means, how would you define that for them? Yeah, absolutely. So our intuition is actually the process in which we receive communication from our higher self, our soul, and any of the other light beings and non-physical energies that are working with us and supporting us. So You don't have to be born with a special gift to be able to access these communications and translate them in a way that makes sense to you. Everybody does this in their own unique way. And it's really interesting because a lot of times we think about that we're just on our own kind of, you know, we're in the world and we're living life and we're doing things day by day and we get into this momentum of, okay, this is my routine. This is what life looks like. This is what I'm dealing with. And we're just kind of in this go, go, go momentum without realizing that there's actually a lot of energetic support at our disposal if we allowed ourselves the time and space to tap into that energy. So I think that's one of the things that the pandemic has really shown so many of us Mm -hmm. because it allowed us to take that pause and really reevaluate life because 
we were changing our routines and changing our processes and so much was unknown and there was this feeling of loss of control. But essentially, and I know we're going to dig into this, it allowed us to return to ourselves. It allowed us to become reconnected with the truth of who we are, that we're spiritual beings here having a human physical experience, but that there's so much more to us beyond this. And our intuition is the gatekeeper in a way of being able to tap into that, use it in our lives to help us live more fulfilling and peaceful lives. And aligned lives, I would say too, right? I feel like mm-hmm. you use that word a lot. So, yeah. you know, for somebody who's new to their to, to accessing their intuition or kind of, of thinking about this, it might be like a little bit of an overwhelming idea, but could you take us back to like your aha moment or a moment when you felt like, gosh, I, you realize that listening to this, to, to kind of walking through that gateway of your intuition was really the key to living fully. I'd love yeah. for people to know that part of your story. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think I've always been a bit different, (laughs) you know, since Mm -hmm. early on in life, I just was a little bit of the outsider, the outlier, the person that didn't quite fit in with my schoolmates and even family and neighbors and friends and all of that. And I remember just seeing things and knowing things that I could tell even as a young child, other people didn't know or weren't seeing. So I think that it I was open to it and, and receptive of it at a very young age. And then as I got older, that just sort of dimmed and, and went away as I got really enthralled in physical reality, as we all do. And I'll never forget, I was in college. I was 21. And I was dating a guy that lived in San Diego and I lived in Orange County. So I would make the trip from Orange County, California down to San Diego, California every Thursday night so I could spend the weekend with him and then come back before classes start on Monday. And so I'm on the freeway and I'm in the fast lane driving way too fast, probably 80, 90 miles an hour, just trying to get there. I was tired. It's dark. It's late at night. And I heard something in my head that said, slow down and pull over. And I'm like, that's really weird. You know, that didn't feel like my normal mind chatter, my normal thoughts. And I just kept driving and I heard it a second time, slow down and pull over. And again, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like a thought in my head, but that isn't something that I would be thinking right now. This is really weird. What is going on? Then I heard it a third time. And the third time that I heard it, it was almost as if somebody was sitting in the backseat of my car and they were yelling it at me. Mm-hmm. And I got like full body chills and I thought, okay, I'm going to pay attention to whatever this is. It doesn't make any sense. This is very strange, but I'm going to do what it's telling me to do. So I took my foot off of the gas pedal and I started veering over to the slow lane. And as I'm doing so, I'm seeing headlights flashing behind me in my rear view mirror and they were darting in and out of the lanes. And I could tell that there were two cars that were racing and they came speeding past me and literally right in front of me caused a horrific car accident on the freeway. I slammed on my brakes so hard. I was fishtailing back and forth across the freeway. I'm driving through glass and car parts. I'm passing cars that were just stopped. I passed by one of the cars that was racing and it was just crunched on the center divider where I would have been driving. 
And I remember pulling over. I called 911 immediately. They had already heard of the accident. And I remember thinking like this 911 operator is way too calm. I don't think she understands what I'm trying to tell her. So I think I kind of yelled at her like, you don't understand. This is really bad. You need to send people right away. And she was like, ma'am, do you have some place that you can go um, and just go to a well-lit area? Just stop driving. Just recollect yourself before you get back out on the road. And I did. I listened to her. I got off the freeway. And as I'm sitting at a, probably a 7-Eleven, some gas station, it dawned on me that had I not listened to that voice, I would have most certainly been right in the middle of that accident. And mm. I felt like that day something was communicating to me. And now I know through this journey of almost 20 years, this spiritual intuitive journey that I've been on, I now know that it was something communicating with me through my intuition, my process of receiving that energetic communication. It translated it as a thought, which I understood and then could react to. Hmm. And that there was a reason why I was saved that day. There was a reason why I knew something that the other people on the freeway maybe didn't know or weren't paying attention to who knows, right? And so that just started this journey of really understanding what it was I heard and how I heard it. And I went down the journey of really learning from uh, amazing teachers like Deepak Chopra and Gabby Bernstein, Abraham Hicks. I got very much into the law of attraction and universal laws and principles and just came to understand energy and manifestations and um, really our connectedness to God and the universe. And that has brought me now to this point where I'm facilitating this work with others and really helping women tune in and tap into this same inner knowing that can help guide them not only in their businesses and, and growing successful businesses, but also it translate and rolls over into every aspect of their life, the decisions they make, the choices they make, what they decide to focus on or pay attention to and, and what they allow. We're talking about boundaries, right? What they allow themselves to say no to and what they allow themselves to say yes to mm -hmm. in this huge way because they're feeling this support from beyond the physical reality and physical world. And I think we all really desire like that alignment that you're talking about. You know, I think that's a big thing that people desire and your story is so powerful. And I bet some of our listeners have had some experiences like that too. And, you know, we can either obviously say yes to those things or no, or listen or not listen. Right. And so you did, and yours was obviously so, so powerful, but that idea of alignment, I think is something that I know I've desired in my life, you know, through our conversations. And I know so many people who do. And, and so this, this, this last, you know, year of this pandemic has just been it's kind of thrown so many people in so many different ways. And it has really asked us, invited us really in a, in, in my opinion, in a beautiful way to shift our lives and, and really have a look at how we're spending our time and what we're doing, doing with it. And I know that COVID really shift your business and like how you navigate it as a business owner and a mother. Could you tell us a little bit about that and, and, and how, how your life looks now maybe versus a year and a half ago? Absolutely. So, and one of the things that I talk about in terms of alignment is what I believe alignment is, is our 
are coming together between what we're thinking, you know, what our thinking brain and ego mind or whatever you want to call it is, is operating from and what our higher self or our soul is thinking or operating from. And so when we're in alignment, it means my, my ego mind, my thinking brain is holding the same thoughts and beliefs that my soul or my higher self is thinking. My soul, my higher self isn't coming with all of the fear and the baggage and the lack and the scarcity and all of that mindset stuff, right? But my ego mind is in an effort to protect me and keep me safe. But when I'm not holding on to that fear or that lack or that scarcity, and I'm in connection with what my higher self believes to be true about my life or this particular circumstance or experience, then I am in fact in alignment. I'm in alignment with my highest good. I'm in alignment with what is actually true, that I'm always safe, I'm always secure, and I always have choice in what it is that I'm creating and responsible for. So I knew this conceptually, but I would say when the pandemic first happened and we went into lockdown, I live in Omaha, Nebraska now, and schools shut down. I was traveling right before that happened. So I was in California. I came home on March 14th and I got a call from the school that day that said, we're not having school for the foreseeable future starting tomorrow. And now, you know, you're going to be responsible for homeschooling your child. And I had two, I have two boys and they were three and five at the time. And it was just a whirlwind. So now all of a sudden I'm a homeschooling mom overnight. And it was like, okay, all of the hours that I was dedicating to my business are now being replaced with teaching my children. And I myself kind of had nowhere to start with that. And we weren't sure what that was going to look like. And the schools were trying to figure it out. And it was just chaotic. And I remember feeling very defeated. Like, oh my gosh, I've been hustling and working so hard to build this business. And now I don't have any time to be able to work on it. And I guess now this, this dream is ending and I don't get to do this anymore. And I remember just how awful that made me feel. So knowing that I feel terrible, that's your indicator. Your feelings and your emotions are always your indicator, whether or not you're in alignment with your higher self or you're in disalignment, right? And so obviously I'm holding a different thought and belief that's separate from what my higher self is seeing in this particular situation. So I, I went through all of the feels of it. I know we all did as parents when your kiddos came home and you were like, okay, what do we, what do, we do now? This is life's never going to be the same again. And it dawned on me that when I did decide to stop doing the business, that that felt so unfulfilling And that if I allowed myself to not work on the things that were really purposeful in my life and fulfilling in my life, then I wasn't going to be any good for my children or my family and the best of what they needed from me in that moment, because it was equally difficult for them being in this experience and not being with their friends and not being able to go to school. And 
that was a huge realization of all of the times for the past, you know, three years prior to that, I was building my business where I was not operating actually in alignment because I hadn't been seeing my business as an extension of my soul, an extension of my purposeful work, that it was in fact an area where I got to learn to love myself more because as I loved myself more, I was able to connect with the clients that I was meant to serve and, and feel the worthiness and the trust in myself that was needed in order for them to trust me and say yes to that investment, that the, the work that I was doing inside of the business was a long to-do list of a bunch of stuff I didn't want to do. And it was just like overwhelmed trying to cross all of these things off of the to-do list. And I didn't realize it at the time, but none of that wasn't getting me any further in my business anyways. It wasn't the things that was creating success in the business. It was just all of the things that I was taught to do, or I had learned along the way of, of what it took to build a successful business. And now all of a sudden we're on the other side of the pandemic and it's like, oh my gosh, I've been going about it all wrong. And this is, this is a love language to a certain degree, this business and this work that I'm doing. And at that moment, it was almost like this awakening of, okay, these are all of the things that really need to shift and change in order for me to do the work that I know I'm meant to do in the world. And it became less about the success and the money and more about how can this be a, a broader, fuller expression of myself in the world. Hmm. That's and, and that's so beautiful. And that resonates with me so much too. And in and, and what has come through to me during this time, but it's really the antithesis of really what the world teaches us, you know, mm -hmm. because we're taught to hustle and work harder and watch more webinars and do more things. And I think we all can get lost in that, right? And then to kind of, you know, just listening to you talk about your business being a source of self-love and care that allows you to fully express yourself feels so like relaxing and beautiful, you know? And I think that that's such an important and life-giving way to talk about your business because we're all here with gifts, right? And so when we're using our gifts that light us up, we're going to be successful in whatever whatever we're doing versus just, you know, looking at the next person over there and seeing what they're doing and then trying to do it just like them. Talk about that a little bit because we we you and I chatted about that not too long ago about, you know, there's all these check boxes for how to grow a business or an organization or, you know, your social media account, you know, even. And you know, not this it's not like one size fits all. Yeah, absolutely. And this has been one of the really big paradigm shifts that I've seen in the online industry, but I think it's it's a cultural collective thing where we're all noticing this. Times in our lives where we were operating and making choices and decisions based on either what we thought other people wanted us to do, the needs of other people that wasn't necessarily in a, an alignment with us. Or like this, these beliefs and stuff around, this is what it takes. These are, mm -hmm. these are the things 
this is what all of the gurus are telling me that it takes. You know, I need to be on all these social media channels and I need to be consistent and I need to make sure that I'm doing this and I'm creating this type of content and this is happening and this is happening. And as a business owner, it's very overwhelming because there's a lot of also um, information that is not in agreement with one another. And then you're like, well, who do I trust and who do I believe and, and what do I do? And then we get caught in sort of this rat race of I'm just going to do more than everybody else. And because I'm doing more than everybody else, then I'll be more successful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that can only take you so far before you realize, okay, now I've reached burnout and fatigue and exhaustion. And I'm so separated from why I even started this work in the first place Mm -hmm. that I don't want to do it anymore. Right. And that's like the last thing that we want to see to happen when you've got these big, beautiful dreams in your heart of the work you're meant to do in the world. And we lose sight of that in that hustle and that hustle mentality. And one of the big things that once I realized that things needed to shift in, in my business, I had a couple of things in front of me. And one was the fact that I really didn't have much time to spend mm-hmm. on this business. I knew I wanted to do it, but I knew I only had maybe five hours a week to myself to be able to grow it. And I had spent so much time previously going, I don't have enough time to do all of the things it's going to take to build my business. And here I am with five hours going, okay, how are we going to do this? Well, to your point, what lights me up? What's getting me excited to sit down at my desk and do this work right now? What do I want to be doing in these five hours? These are like my me time right Mm -hmm. now. Like, what are we going to create? And I, it dawned on me, I need to just be tuning into my intuition, connecting with my higher self and making choices from that space. Let's tune out what I think people want, what I think people need, what other people are telling me I need to do or I should be doing. Let's get rid of all of that noise. Just sit in the silence, tune within and listen to what my heart and my soul is telling me to do. And I made a commitment every single day. I'm going to tune in with my higher self and I'm going to say, what is the one thing that I should do today? That's going to get me closer to my goals. And whatever popped into my head, I did it. And I've been doing that for a solid, probably 16 months now. And it's insane what has shifted and transformed Because I've realized as I open myself up to receive my own inner guidance and my own inner knowing, I also finally opened myself up to receive more abundance, more time, more money, deeper relationships with clients, all of the things that I had so desperately wanted, but they just weren't coming to fruition, were now finally unrolling and and happening just through that simple step. And so in the process of, of, of doing all of this, your kids are still home, right? Because you're still at five yeah. hours. So tell me how, you know, and I relate to that so much, the idea of there's, you know, not being enough time and there's so many things going on and people are moving in a million directions and how am I going to get this done and go get my kids at school? You know, all the things that working moms, especially entrepreneurial moms have to deal with. Um, how did you... No, did you notice any family shift like energetically in your family when you shifted your business? How how that felt at home? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think in hindsight now I can tell that we are a lot more patient and a lot more slow just energetically. 
Hmm. Even if we have a busy day and we're driving from like, we just got done with soccer. So soccer practice, then the soccer game, then lunch, then a little bit of errands and then somebody's birthday party and then this and that. And it kind of feels like, oh, we're getting back into life as, as normal a little bit already here. And I notice that as we move throughout our day, even if it's jam packed with a lot of activities, it feels spacious. Hmm. You know, we're not losing our patience with one another. One of the things that really started shifting in the beginning was not rushing my children or hurrying them up. It was just kind of like, okay, we're going to leave at this time. Okay, you have 10 more minutes. And it just like all naturally came together. Not every single day, but more often than not. And I think back in the past, I was always under this imaginary timeline that I was forcing on myself, like, oh my gosh, we got to get out of the house. Oh my gosh, we're going to be late. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Now, when I go and drop them off at school, it's like, if we're five minutes late, it's like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to be five minutes late. Like it's not going to change anything in the grand scheme of the day. And sometimes I have to remember, okay, take some deep breaths and just get relaxed. Let's just manage the energy. So I would say the biggest transformation is we're just a lot calmer and a Mm -hmm. lot more patient with one another. And without a ton of force, things just come together on their own and in their own time in a way that naturally unfolds without us putting extra pressure on ourselves to make it happen. And that goes back to even the idea of that we're always under the thumb of what everyone else thinks. Like, if I'm late to school, what will the teacher think? Well, you know, what if we're, if we're five minutes late to soccer or if we're not in this activity or if we don't show up to that, right? Living, I think pre-pandemic, a lot of people live have lived in that. Yeah. And I think one of these really important questions to say is, is, is to really reevaluate those things so we are aligned as mothers, as women, as families with, with who we're called to be because we're not everybody else. You know, everybody – we don't need to be everybody else. I, I love that, just that you just said that, because I think that's something that we as a collective need to remind ourselves. Yeah. And it kind of comes down to control Sure. at the end of the day of in what ways can I make sure that I'm controlling the way that people feel about me? And, uh, you know, this is a, a people-pleasing behavior a lot of times, especially when it comes to boundaries of you know, I'm going to act a certain way or behave a certain way or be a certain way that's actually not in alignment with my higher self and who I truly am in an effort to control the thoughts, beliefs, and opinions of others. Mm -hmm. And one of the major shifts that the pandemic has taught us is that we don't have control over anything anyways. We never did. We certainly can't control the thoughts and opinions of others. And when you begin to release that, oh my goodness, the freedom that comes with that when you're not overly concerned or worried or trying to control what other people think, it's amazing. And it's interesting because it takes a certain amount of not caring to get you over that hump of, okay, let me just test this boundary a little bit and see what happens. Let's see how this person's going to react to this. Let's see what's going to unfold. If I can kind of look at it from an outsider's perspective and not get emotionally involved, then it feels a little bit safer to do that. But funny enough, on the other side, you'll start to experience, because you're in alignment, you'll start to experience that people aren't 
coming at you in a negative way anyways, that it's not negatively affecting people's thoughts about you. And, you know, maybe some people, but those are people that it's okay for them to sort of dissipate out of your life. You know, mm-hmm. I went through a really big transition through all of this by speaking more outwardly about the fact that I am intuitive. And the word psychic always kind of gave me the EBGBs, like, oh, you know, I don't really mm-hmm. like that word. That's kind of like got a lot of negative connotation to it. And now I'm like, oh, I am psychic. This is a psychic gift that I have. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that word and the stigma attached to it. But it took me releasing the control over other people liking me, other people agreeing with me, other people understanding where I was coming from. Like once I was able to start to unravel that and let that go, my true self emerged. And then Mm. the people that I met in the process of it, like you and so many others, the deeper heartfelt work we're doing together, I would have missed out on that Mm. had I stayed quiet and been overly consumed with controlling the thoughts of others. So the pandemic has really helped us in a lot of ways release control over the things that we had no sense of control over anyways, really. Mm -hmm. into kind of choosing ourselves right choosing who we are created to be in this world that's that's really beautiful and I and I it's like the world you know there's a quote I think Joanna Gaines actually said it like the world needs you to be who you were created to be and when we're always trying to maneuver through life like based on what other people think of us we never get to be that person and that's what we're here for you know that's what people really ultimately want and are calling us to be because that's what the that's why we're here right one of the kind of paradigm shifts that you had um talked about and we we touched on this a little bit but i just want to talk on it a little bit more the idea of like more work e- equals better outcomes right. and that you kind of shifted to more of an abundance mindset talk to me about what is an abundance mindset and how imp- how that's important for really, you know, what comes out of our work. Yeah, absolutely. So what I've really started embodying and integrating is the belief, the less I do, the more I attract. Hmm. I understood this, again, conceptually before. Like, yeah, it's all about law of attraction. It's all about the universal principles. It's all about being in alignment and operating at a frequency of the things that you're wanting to attract and that's all it takes. And then the things that you want just start flooding right in. And it's like, yeah, I get all of that conceptually, but like, how do you actually do that? Mm -hmm. And I've realized that when I went from working 40 hours a week to five hours a week and was making more money working five hours a week than I ever did working 40 hours a week, that there was actually something to this. But then I had to kind of reverse engineer it and figure out, well, how did I get here? How did I do that? Mm -hmm. And I realized it was because I was coming from this abundant mindset of, I get to do this work for five hours a week. This This feels like spacious, luxurious self-care time where I don't have the responsibilities of homeschooling or being a mom or wife or anything. And just for these five dedicated hours a week, I get to just create, you know, what is it that I want to make? And from that abundance of, okay, I actually have all this time dedicated to myself. This feels amazing. What's really lighting me up, but what should I be focused on? And then I'm co-creating with my intuition and my higher self. 
it was like, that's the abundance mindset. It wasn't even focused on the money. And I think for a lot of people, if we stopped focusing on abundance in the terms of money, and we looked at it on the terms of how can I spend more time in my day doing the things that I'm loving and enjoying? And sometimes those things might just be me time, alone time. I'm going for a walk, allowing yourself the time to just go walk for 30 minutes or do yoga for 30 minutes. You know, how many times do we tell ourselves, oh my gosh, I don't have time to work out in the morning. I've got so much to do. But it's like, what if those tasks, those activities, whatever you want to call them, were exactly what we needed to open ourselves up to receive more of what we want in our lives by by allowing ourselves to do the things that provide us joy and happiness and fun we were then able to create naturally more joy fun abundance all of those mm-hmm. things and so personally i had to look at it less about the money and just more about the time aspect And how can I feel abundant in my time and really focus on the things that are lighting me up and not worry about the rest? And in doing that, it created more money abundance. Mm -hmm. But for some, it might be, I am going to focus on all of the money abundance that I have. And then that's what's going to work really well for them of like, oh my gosh, it actually feels really good to be able to put something on a credit card or to have this car that I drive or this food that's in my fridge or whatever it may be like, Oh my gosh, look at all of these things that I'm, that I'm buying. Like I'm so, this feels so abundant and I can focus and hold gratitude and space for those things throughout my day. And in doing that, now I'm attracting more and more and more money and more things, you know? So it just sort of depends on what works for you and really investigating and even tapping into your intuition to say, what's going to motivate me? Where can I find my sense of abundance and and joy? Where, where am I currently getting that in my day to day? And how can I stretch that out and like savor that for longer moments throughout the day and create more of that in my life? Mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, that's, that's a really good point that it's, everybody's kind of got to figure that out for themselves. I want to ask you about this concept and Sometimes hard things happen in our lives, right? We have circumstances that are really difficult, that don't feel abundant, <laughs> that mm-hmm. aren't easy. And I'm just wondering if someone's listening and they're like, I'm going through this really hard thing in my life right now. And that this all sounds really great, but like, I can't imagine like even like anything good happening to me or anything, um, any joy in my day. <laughs> you know, I don't really have that. I I mean, I was thinking about that when you were talking because, I I mean, I personally believe that like there are seasons of our life and that the struggles that we have do help us to become the person we're created to be, you know, and it's not always going to be sunshine and butterflies that there are those seasons, but out of them actually comes deep abundance and peace. That's been my experience and it's been a long journey of that. But I'm wondering how you think about that in light of you know, which, which you've shared here in your own experience of life. Yeah. And I'm really glad you're asking that question because this is a cycle that it's not like, okay, now I'm tapped into my intuition and I'm, and I'm doing these new practices and I am starting my day by having this internal dialogue and conversation with myself. And I am paying more attention to the way that I feel throughout the day and stuff. It isn't like you just start doing that. And then all of a sudden, like you said, it's just rainbows and unicorns and then it's amazing (laughs) all the time. 
And it, it isn't like that. I mean, I'll have even just hours in the day where I'm like, that was an awful hour. And then, okay, how am I going to turn this bus around? And so I think the biggest piece of this too is just understanding that everything has seasons, everything is cyclical, and it's it's not going to be always perfect and it's not meant to be mm-hmm. at all. So giving yourself full permission to just feel whatever is coming up for you and, and not try to resist that at all. I think our greatest healing comes in allowing ourselves to feel the emotion of what we're going through rather than trying to change it or turn it into something else or make ourselves feel more joyful or happy. Like that's still coming from that place of effort and force. And so what's really helped me and a lot of my clients is let's allow ourselves to just really feel everything that's coming up and allow that emotion some space to move in your body and be expressed. And when the time feels right for you and you're feeling like you're ready for some change or something new, then you can make that decision of, okay, what, what is one thing that I can think about differently today, that's going to make me just feel a little better. Mm-hmm. You know, if I changed the way that I was thinking about this situation or experience, does it feel lighter? Does it feel better? And can I hold that thought for a little bit longer today and give myself that? And then if I need to go back into the sadness or the worry or the anxiety or depression or whatever it might be that's, that's coming up for you, So I would say that's the first step is understanding this comes to everybody and that um, it's allowing yourself uh, the freedom and the space and the abundance and even just feeling the way you feel without having to change it Mm -hmm. is huge. And then I think the other big thing of it is eventually you do come to an understanding and a knowing of that happened for a reason. I can see everything that I learned, everything that, how my soul grew from that situation, just how I'm a stronger person at the end of it because of it, or, you know, look at what I've created or look at what it's helped me find motivation or passion for that I didn't have prior to it or whatever it might be. There's always going to be some light at the end of the tunnel, some silver lining where you're like, okay, I get it now. I can see it from this higher perspective. I could see it from my higher self's perspective. And I understand now why this all happened, that it was for a bigger purpose and a bigger meaning. And then the next step really is, is giving yourself permission to step into whatever that bigger purpose and bigger meaning is for you. But we can't step into the bigger purpose and the bigger meaning without healing the emotion and allowing ourselves to feel what's coming up for us, even in a minute by minute, hour by hour time frame, um, and supporting ourselves in that, that healing first before you get into, okay, what's the lesson in all of this and how am I going to be doing things differently in my life moving forward? Yeah, because it it is a process. And I think we, it also is important that you got to do the work, right? I mean, we feel all we feel, but we don't stay there. We we do the work that we need to do to work through whatever, you know, it is that we're going through. And just, I want to remind our listeners too, just that we, like you said, we have seasons. There are seasons of, of deep struggle, but 
they're not without, um, I'd say, like refinement of who we are so that we can kind of go to the next version of ourselves. And so if you're in that season, it's okay, but don't get stuck there, you know, do the work and don't resist, you know, don't resist what is, allow that to come. Because I think the longer we're at war, the longer we resist, whether it's homeschooling our kids in the pandemic or, you know, some bigger life circumstance, um, being at war with ourselves, you know, that prolongs, I think, the abundance that we can experience. Absolutely. And you're speaking to this on an energetic level, which is so beautiful because Yes, that's exactly what ends up happening is that if we don't allow ourselves to feel the emotion that's coming up and we're resisting it, we just keep perpetuating it. And, uh, you know, this has come up in intuitive sessions with clients before. And the metaphor that I've seen that my guides have shown me is like this child that really wants a candy or a toy when you're out shopping and you're like, no, you can't have it. (laughs) And they're just like, but I want it, but I want it. Can I have it? And then they start throwing the tantrum and everything. Right. And you're just like, oh my gosh, let's hurry up and shop and get out of this store (laughs) or just give it the candy. And so Mm -hmm. really this, that's what this is. It's that, that emotion that's begging for your attention it's the kid that's wanting the candy in the candy store. And you're like, I'm not giving it to you. I'm not giving it to you. And sometimes you just have to give the kid the candy. You just got to give it the attention that it needs and the, the release that it needs. And then that's when you can start to heal because you're not just perpetuating it from this resistance energy. Right. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Well, this is the HeartStrong Podcast, and we've talked about a lot of different, you know, different ideas about growth and shifts um, today. But I'm wondering, like, I really am curious as a human about how we grow through the challenges of our lives. That's like the whole reason for this podcast. And I'm always so curious, how do other people do that? And what can we learn from them? So I'm wondering if you can share something that you would recommend our listeners consider doing or practicing to help them navigate the challenges of their lives, or even more specifically, like this new world that we're emerging into post-pandemic. Like, is there something tactical that you could be like, this is something I do every day or um, on a weekly basis that really helps me to kind of move to the next version of myself? Mm-hmm. Yes, I love this question. And I mentioned it a bit earlier, and it is that spending that time before you really get into your day and connect within. And this is really simple to do. It's as easy as even just taking a few deep breaths in and then exhaling and just centering, doing what you can to kind of clear your thoughts and just focus on your breath for a minute, one minute, doesn't take a ton of time. And then saying, all right, what's the one thing that I can do today that will bring me closer to my goals? And sit and see, what is that first thought that pops up into your head? What's the first thing that comes forward? Because I will tell you 99 out of 100 times, something will pop up in your mind. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it isn't going to make any sense. And you're going to be like, I'm not going to do that. So your ego is going (laughs) to jump in. Your ego is going to be like, nope, we're not doing that. We can't get that done today. Nope, I don't want to do that. Whatever it might be. Like your ego is going to come in and say, that doesn't even make any sense to do. What does that have to do with my goals? And just promise yourself that you're not going to listen to your ego and you're going to listen to the first thing that came in and you're going to do it. 
It's always going to be something that you can accomplish and get done that day. That's why I always say, what's one thing that I can do today? Mm -hmm. So most of the time, it'll be super simple, like eat this for lunch or drink more water or call this person or you know, one time it was organize your files. So I went through and organized my mail and organized my files. And just energetically, it felt so great because there wasn't that clutter, you know, Mm -hmm. that clutter energy in my office was gone. Um, And give yourself like, okay, maybe I'll just do this for a week and see how it goes, see how I feel at the week. And then it feels so amazing. You're like, okay, this is just part of my routine. This is just how I start my day now. But that's, that's very, uh, can be very transformational in just even that first step of really connecting with your intuition, but also taking that aligned action and co-creating with the universe what it is you want in your life. Mm, I love that. And I would add to that, write it down, you know, and, yes. and, and write it down for that week or that month that you do it and see what transpires, you know, see what happens. Because I've done that for myself and it, it's been honestly unbelievable the things that have have come to me. Jen, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I've had the I could talk to you for hours and you're just such a light to me and to all the people that I know that work with you and know you. So thank you for being who you are in this world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an amazing journey working with you. We just looked at, I think, the calendar and we're like, it's been, I think, exactly a year. Yes, a year. It's gone by so fast, but it also feels like 10 years. I think that's the other thing with the pandemic. (laughs) Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yes, it's both. It's been long and short. Well, before we leave, tell our listeners where they can find you. So if they want to connect with you, they can do that. Absolutely. I would love to connect with everybody. Um, So you can find me on Instagram at Jen Conger, J-E-N-C-O-N-G-E-R. Every Wednesday on my Instagram account, I do live intuitive coaching sessions. And so you can ask me questions while I'm live or you can join me on Instagram live and we can have a chat. So those are always really fun. And I have other trainings and things that I am doing constantly. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be the first to know about all of that stuff and things that are coming up in the future. That's awesome. And I will second that you should take advantage of the things that Jen puts out in the world because they really are beautiful and they really are designed to help you become who you're created to be. So I love that. Well, thank you again, Jen, for being on the HeartStrong Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Sending you guys so much love. And same back to you. Thank you. Thank you so much to our guest, Jen Conger, for joining me on the HeartStrong Podcast. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and be sure to subscribe. And don't forget to tell your friends. Thank you so much to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Michael Garcia, and I'm your host, Jessica Lindbergh. We'll see you next time.